0: Hello and welcome to Mindful of Everything, with me, Agrita, a podcast giving you insights to the minds of deep thinkers, where in each episode I'll be discussing various thoughts and questions deep thinkers often find themselves mindful of, from topics such as climate change to self-development and everything else in between. So, let the journey of mind unravelling begin now. The world has become extremely connected. We can now easily make connections to people we know and people we don't know within minutes if not seconds. So in this aspect, the world has become really, really small. We can easily find out what's happening on any single part of the globe within seconds, which makes us more social than we've ever, ever been. Of course, this high connectivity has had its tolls on society and still is having tolls in society. For example, cyber security breaches and making dangerous connections. But apart from the negatives, overall, this high connectivity has really benefited everybody. I think it's amazing how without leaving the comfort of your own home, you can now make connections with somebody that you've never seen before. And it can turn out to be really good if you do take the correct steps. This modern way of connecting is now being reflected on our lives as well. Whether it's in the workplace or in schools, we try to increase the amount of connections we have, we try to improve our social lives, we try to interact with as many people as we can. That's how the modern way of living has become. However, today I'm not here to talk about the advantages of technology or the internet What I really really want to talk about today is one aspect of the modern way of living that has really impacted a part of society. The part that I'm very very close to, the part that people that I love a lot are part of and the part that I partially identify as, the introverted part of society. The ones that are most likely to be struggling by this modern way of living the ones that are struggling to embrace their quiet side whilst living in this really loud world. For some context. If you backtrack to my very first episode, neither introvert nor extrovert, if you haven't listened to that, please do listen to that. It is a really good insight into how I identify as an ambivert. But in that episode, I said that what makes me an ambivert is that the trait that really makes me an ambivert, the one that sticks out the most that made me identify as an ambivert, is that I have both introverted and extroverted traits. But I do really think that I'm more towards the introverted side than the extroverted side. So you could call me an introverted extrovert rather than an extroverted introvert. I definitely value my introverted side much much more because Most of my teenagehood was spent with me identifying as an introvert. When I was really young, apparently I was really extroverted. I would talk to absolutely anybody and say anything that came into my mind without thinking about whether it could harm somebody or not. Not saying that all extroverts are like that, but they usually have that tendency to say whatever comes in their mind first. That's just them. Yes, my entire teenagehood was spent with me thinking I'm an introvert. And as any introvert would know, It was really difficult growing up as an introvert because again of this really extroverted society that we're living in now where everybody likes to see that loud and bubbly person compared to somebody that that likes to stay in their own zone and doesn't like to interact as much. So I have quite a lot of experience about how it is like to be an introvert in an extroverted world, in a loud world that is really why I value my introverted side more because that really reminds me of how I have transitioned over the years and developed my character over the years and how I've become to understand and identify as myself finally. Because of that, I'm really, really close to introversion and the people that I really do love, the people that are really special in my lives, in my life are introverts. I think I've been able to really strongly emotionally connect and understand introverts much more than extroverts which is why I seek to make relationships and make strong friendships with those that are introverted compared to extroverts. Again this is not me saying that I have a problem with extroverts, I'm an ambivert myself, I have quite a lot of extroverted traits so if I had a problem with extroverts I would be having a problem with myself. So definitely nothing against extroverts, but in terms of making that connection and understanding people, I've always tended to like introverts more. Just because they value intimacy over quantity, so quality over quantity, and they like having that their own space, and they are really good in loads of different aspects. I will go on to the benefits of being an introvert very soon. But yes, my closest friends, my family, the ones, the family members that I'm very close to are introverted. So introversion for me is really, really special and it reminds me of my teenagehood, how I have become the person I am today. Therefore, making this episode was really important because I know how hard it is for an introvert, especially a child that identifies as an introvert how hard it is to push past everything and just get to where you want to go to without people constantly judging you for being on the quieter end of the spectrum, of the personality spectrum. Again, I do like making friends from different backgrounds, different personalities, sexualities, races, everything. As I mentioned in my first episode, a big part of me being ambivert is because I really do like having a wide range of acquaintances. I like knowing lots of people from different backgrounds so I can basically widen my perspective more. Understand people more. I love understanding people. I love listening to their stories. So a lot of my friends are extroverted. But in terms of making those intimate connections, those relationships where you can literally just release your emotions without ever having the fear of being judged, etc. Those people have always been introverts for me. And that's why I seek to have romantic relationships with people that are introverted compared to extroverts. Because of just that reason that I prefer to have a smaller group of friends compared to a larger one, even though I do like knowing quite a lot of people. In terms of having my friends and my group of friends, I like to keep that really small. To be really honest with you, I think personalities is a topic that people still struggle to understand, just like any other part of yourself that makes you you, that many people struggle to still understand to this date. Giving you an example, in terms of my family, my dad is a hardcore extrovert who loves to socialise with absolutely anybody and he likes to, you know, party and all of that. And my sister and mum are hardcore introverts and I'm basically in the middle, as always. So we do have our clashes. We still do struggle to really understand each other's needs. I am closer to my mum and sister because they're introverted and I'm able to connect with them more. I'm able to understand them more because like I said I'm more of the I'm more on the introverted part of the spectrum compared to the extroverted part and my dad sometimes feels left out because he's so extroverted and the things he gained, gains energy from we don't so I understand that personality is a big thing that people struggle to understand and it can really make people feel isolated a lot of the time I can see that extroverts won't be able to understand me and sometimes I sit there thinking, how can you want to be out all day, or night socialising and stuff? So it's difficult, but we just need to try to understand each other and realise that personality is not something that you really choose when it comes to how introverted or extroverted you are. It's not really experience that shapes anything. Because in the end, no matter how hard you try to be an extrovert or an introvert, you will end up being the personality type you truly are. Because it's all dependent on how you respond to external stimuli. But in terms of really not being able to be understood... Introverts have definitely been affected by this modern way of living, this high connectivity that we are enforcing into our lives. And because I've been through going from an introvert to an ambivert, I know exactly how it feels like to be in a world that has become so extroverted, so loud that people on the quieter side are made to basically feel alienated, to feel odd one out, to feel like you're not really fitting into anywhere kind of made to blend into the background and just stop being so shy and come out of your shell and put yourself out there. I know exactly how it feels like to live in a loud world where all you want to do is just be in only little space sometimes and just be you, just be with yourself. I know how it feels like but before I go on to what I really mean by all of this, I just want to go through some benefits. Of being an introvert. And if you're an introvert listening right now, I think this is really like a booster for you to make you feel better that you are an introvert and you should be proud of that. So, one of the best things about introverts is that they're very, very good listeners. They prefer to listen to people rather than talk and they are usually that friend for people that you can come to and talk to them about your secrets your struggles any good things that have happened to you without feeling like nobody is listening to you or without having genuine appreciation you know that this introverted friend of yours will always listen to you and also always feel good about your successes or if you're upset then they'll know what sort of advice to give to you because they're so good at listening That's a really good trait that I think I have and many of my introverted friends have. And that's maybe because introverts like to listen to people instead of always inputting their ideas and trying to make a topic of discussion about them. That is something that I've realised extroverts tend to do. And again, it's not their fault. They are interactive about processing the info that's being given to them and they are very quick to respond because of that. But in terms of introverts, they're really good at listening and they want to listen to the whole story before presenting their point of view. That's something that I've seen in myself and I've seen in many introverts um, that I see as my friends. And I think that's a really, really strong reason as to why I prefer having introverted friends compared to extroverted friends. I know that I'll be listened to properly and given good advice based on what I've said and not based on solely on what they think. Introverts also always think before they speak. They choose their words wisely because they don't like to talk as much anyways. So whatever they say will always have a strong impact because they have thought it through and they've come to a good decision and a good conclusion as to what they will say and what sort of advice they'll give you. Because of this, introverts, of course, will end up struggling in really fast-paced environments. Again, that's because this world has become so extroverted and so focused on expressing yourself constantly. That when introverts take time to kind of think about something and respond to it, people think, oh, they're so slow, or they're so shy, they don't know how to express themselves, let's move on. Introverts are very observant people. They are very quick to notice things that others usually wouldn't and most of the time we look like they'll just sit there idly and not be doing anything but actually they're observing everything that's happening and processing it. They're really good at reading the room and seeing what sort of atmosphere is in this room or in this place and they're very quick at reading people as well. That is another really strong trait that my sister has said that she has and also I do as well. I'm very quick to see how people are, let's say, judging others or how people are. For example, something I'm really, really proud about and something my sister's really proud about is that my first impressions of absolutely anybody that I have met have always turned out to be correct, no matter how much I try to change that first impression over time, if they're my friend, my last impression has always been my first impression. So the first impression I had always turned out to be my last impression of that person. I think that's something that I'm really proud about and I need to really focus on that more instead of thinking, no, I need to give this person a chance. And this is not me saying that I judge everybody that I first meet, but seeing your body language or seeing how you speak and how you react to different people, how you react to different ideas. Based on that, my first impressions are always correct about the person. Because of this skill of being observant, introverts are also really quick at noticing introverted traits in other people because, of course, because of how extroverted society has become, To see somebody having introverted traits is something that makes an introvert feel good, feel happy, that okay, there is somebody like me, and you feel more comfortable in that sense. And because of that, introverts usually make sure that people feel comfortable and give people time to think and process and then respond to whatever question they might have asked or any statement they may may have made. Next benefit of introverts, they always prefer quality over quantity. Again, something that I've always preferred as well, so therefore, I like making friends that are introverted. Again, in my first episode, I mentioned that introverts produce dopamine at much higher levels than extroverts, so because of that, they require much less external stimuli than extroverts do. Therefore, they become really drained out by highly social events and being around people for a long time. So, because of this, introverts like to choose their friends wisely. They are really picky people when it comes to choosing who stays in your life and who doesn't. I know one very picky person, perhaps the most pickiest person in terms of choosing friends, and that is my sister. She is really, really picky. She gets really irritated if she isn't able to find people that are really like her, which has, of course, made her feel really upset a lot of the time, even currently. But again, that is just how she is. Like, she can't change that. So introverts would rather have a few trustworthy friends compared to having many acquaintances. This is where I realise that I'm definitely an ambivert because I do, have, I do like having a wide range of acquaintances, people from different backgrounds and different kind of ways of living. I like knowing lots and lots of people but in terms of having that friend group, the group the friends that you can really tell everything and anything to, I like to keep them small. So the people that you catch up with, that you meet up with, etc. I like to keep that really small because I don't like to highly engage with people's lives, if that makes sense. Because acquaintances, you just know them, so you don't really know what's going on in their life, etc. With friends, I like to keep them small because I don't like to make my life really messy by having everybody's kind of lives involved in mine. So if you have introverted friends, they will always be very loyal and committing, usually. Introverts also tend to be very loving partners. They know the value of personal space so they will always make sure to give their partner enough personal space, enough personal time, enough me time as they want. So they won't really be very clingy or very high maintenance partners at all because they value me time and they value that space. Because they're really good listeners, they are always ready to listen to their partner's problems or to what they think about certain things and they're always ready to support them because they love to listen to other people and give as much advice as they can without again imposing themselves or their opinions onto other people. One thing I really really like about introverts when you talk about romantic relationships is that they don't give everything away in the first stages of a friendship or a relationship. They open up themselves when they truly trust you and they realise that you respect the fact that they're introverted and they like to have a quieter life compared to a loud one. So I really realised that I really like guys that are shy, that are quiet, that like to kind of stay in their own little space that are friendly and approachable but they like to have their own space, they like to be by themselves quite a lot and yeah because of that they're really enigmatic and I I think nothing turns me on more than a mysterious person because they haven't given themselves away so you feel even more curious as to how they are as a person and whether they'll make a really good partner. Again, showing that introverts are something that I definitely look out for and in terms of a partner, I will always prefer an introvert compared to an extrovert. Finally, introverts are really compassionate leaders. Most people think that extroverts are the best leaders out there because they really put themselves out there and they're really charismatic and they know how to lure people in, in terms of their attention. They know what they're doing. But in terms of compassion that most leaders do tend to lack, introverts are really ahead of the game. First of all, they don't feel compelled to take all the credit. They don't like the spotlight, as you can imagine. So they give credit to not only themselves, but also their whole team. If you think about extroverted leaders, You will always see them before their team. So you always think that this leader has done everything and their team kind of just helped along the way. But with introverted leaders, they will make sure that absolutely everybody gets credit because everybody has gotten an equal part to play in the success of the team. This really helps make employees very motivated because they know that they're getting the credit and reward for what they have done for the company. Introverted leaders are really good listeners, so they are always ready to listen to any complaints or any recommendations that their employees have. Again, really boosting the success of a company or an organisation. So we know about all the benefits now of introverts. There are tons and tons more. And we do know that introversion, just like extroversion, is not something that anybody can decide on. Just like sexuality, personality is not something that you choose. It's just based on how you are structured, how you're wired, how you react to stimuli. So then why do we have so much preference for extroverted people compared to introverts? Why do we think that introverts are crazy people that should really stop being so shy and just get out there and do their thing? Why do we really look down on people that like to stay at home and maybe read a book or meet up with friends or stay home with family compared to going out to parties or to social events more often? If introverts and extroverts can't decide to be an introvert or an extrovert, then why do we value extroversion so much compared to introversion? That is a question that I've always asked in my life and many, many introverts have asked that question as well. A question that I'm not really going to be answering in this podcast or this episode because I I really don't understand where this started from. If you think back to thousands and thousands of years ago, when religion was a really, really dominant part of people's lives, those that would usually drop everything, so drop their family life, social life, etc, and go, let's say, live in the mountains and... Try to get inner peace or try to connect with God or try to connect with ancestors or anything like that. Everybody saw them as really powerful people. That wow, look, look at them. They've dropped everything to just focus on their inner peace and to be calm people that makes them powerful in the end. Society back then really did value introversion in that aspect because essentially all religions are based off peace, right? Based off this idea that you need to treat everyone equally and you need to be calm and composed. Every single religion is against violence. This is not to say that extroverts are more violent than introverts or anything like that, but in terms of portraying your opinions, Back then, people that would portray them, present their opinions in more calm and composed ways as opposed to people that would jump to conclusions. They were respected more. Quiet and peace has always been respected. For example, so many people prefer to go to quiet holiday destinations compared to loud ones because they want to disconnect from this world and just want to feel at peace. And they want to relax. So, quietness has always been a major part of our lives. Currently and even before, we have always valued having that me time. Whether you're an extrovert or whether you're an introvert. There are so many famous leaders that we all look up to that are introverted. People like Gandhi, Mother Teresa, Rosa Parks, Eleanor Roosevelt, Bill Gates. They all identify or identified as introverts. They are and so were respected in society and are still looked up to because they had this calm demeanor and they always approached things in a very logical and thought out way. So, if we respect these people so much, why do we still look down on people that are on the quieter side, that are not ready to answer questions in a lecture in front of everybody, that don't really like to socialise as much? Why do we look down on them and say, oh, they're antisocial, they probably hate everybody, they probably judge everybody, they just want to disconnect from everyone? You might be thinking I'm exaggerating, but it is really evident in all aspects of life that extroverts are always preferred more compared to introverts. For example, take school. Before and in many introverted countries, still, every single student used to have their own little table and students were encouraged to be independent in their learning and basically work at their own pace. Over the years, what has happened? Those small little tables have been combined into groups, so they've been grouped together, and now students work whilst facing another student. You can see everybody working, and this has really created an atmosphere of competition and also conversation. Teachers now go by this rule saying, ask your classmates before you ask me. Before, students would just immediately ask the teacher and they would get an answer straight away. Now you have to ask loads of people before you ask the teacher. And the class sizes have basically stayed the same. So it's not like the teacher is now more busy than they were before in terms of answering questions of students. But it's just that society really wants us to be as engaged with others as we can. Of course, it's really important for children to learn how to communicate with others. If you have a problem and you're not able to communicate correctly, that problem will never go away. But the way in which students are now being forced to constantly be working in teams, I think that not only reduces the amount of independence a child feels they have in terms of progressing, but they also get put in this pressure of competition all the time. For example, I can clearly remember this memory of being in primary school and everybody was doing a test and of course we were in these group tables and it was of course quiet, we were all doing the test and I was put onto the smart table because I was learning at a faster pace compared to other people but that table was really really competitive and it was a maths exam and they were literally furiously scribbling away and you could hear the tapping of the pencil as they were writing literally I still remember myself just going blank and thinking I'm so annoyed, I'm so annoyed and and for other years I just thought I was being crazy or I was just being salty at the fact that I was working at a slower pace compared to the others on that table but now thinking about it it was really because my, the inner introvert in me just felt so sad at the fact that I could not work at the pace I wanted to because I was put in this competitive environment, this weird atmosphere, that I was being forced to work at a pace that was of my table, so the average pace of my table, instead of just working at the pace that I'm comfortable with. Really, schools have increased competition and I understand that competition, unfortunately, is necessary, whether it's applying for a job, whether it's applying to university or institution, anything like that. I understand that competition is important But the way in which we see competition these days is really toxic. Competition should always be with yourself. When you're applying for a job, you should never have this thought in your head that, okay, I need to get a better interview or I need to stand out more than the people that are applying. But instead, you should be thinking, okay, I need to do better than that interview that, that I did a few days ago or a year ago. Or I need to really present myself in a really good way. You shouldn't be thinking about pushing anybody else down or competing with other people. That's the toxic thing. And that's the thing that introverts just will never, ever feel. That they need to be competitive or need to be better than other people. They just want to work at their own pace. And schools really don't help with that. They put you in those tables so you can work at the pace of that table instead of working at a pace that you are comfortable with. That is the truth of schools these days and again it's a really extroverted take on education and that really does affect the well-being of introverts, especially children that don't really have any idea of what personality really means. These children are now feeling like there's something wrong with them that they're not confident enough, that they lack a major thing in them that their extroverted friends don't. Again, this is literally experience talking and my sister has felt the same way, my mum has felt the same way, my friends that are introverted have felt the same way. It's like extroversion is thrust upon us and we just need to accept the fact that this world is extroverted so we need to change very quickly from an introvert to an extrovert. Otherwise, we're not going to succeed or we're not going to get to that high stage in life that we really want to get to. That is what you're being told at such a young age. That's what millions of children are being told. And really, there's nothing wrong with them. It's just that society has become so fixated on being that loud, charismatic person compared to somebody that just wants to live their own life in a quiet way but in a strong and determined way. Another really annoying thing that absolutely every single parent's evening I had to listen to was that my teacher would always say this one last ending sentence to my mum. Akavita is a really, really good student, but she just doesn't talk. She really needs to not be shy and just, you know, answer questions in class or feel more encouraged to volunteer for things I ask her to do or I ask the class to do every single parent's evening. Because my mum is an introvert, she literally brushed these things off, she just focused on the grades that I was getting, the progress I was making. As a child hearing this, again you feel like there's something wrong with you or you're just too shy and you're weak and you're not ready to take up the tasks that the teacher presents you, even though you're one of the highest achieving students in the class. This is in secondary and primary school, I'm talking about. Susan Kane's TED Talk, which I am going to put on my website. Definitely, definitely check it out if you're an introvert or somebody that just wants to know more about introverts. Susan Kane has talked about this as well. She says that introverts usually tend to do better than extroverted kids, yet, Teachers are always very quick to say that they prefer extroverted kids compared to introverted ones because they are always the ones that answer their questions and basically interact with the lesson. Even though introverted kids tend to perform better because they're more focused on what they're actually doing, the work that they're given, instead of being focused on how to present their ideas to the class. The fact that teachers prefer extroverted kids compared to introverted ones, I mean, that says a lot about how society has become. Why is it that somebody's personality is affecting how you see them? Even as a teacher, you're supposed to be impartial as a teacher, yet teachers prefer people that are louder compared to people that are quieter. But really, a major problem, I think, about schools is that students that are on the quieter side, or students that are struggling and appear to be on the quieter side just because they're introverted, there's no support for those children. There's no sort of amendments to the learning syllabus. There is no help whatsoever to students that are not comfortable with presenting or putting themselves out there or having a lot of attention on them. Because being an introvert is on the, another side. But suffering from depression or anxiety is another thing. And most of the time, I think... It can be really difficult to identify depression and anxiety, especially when you have introverts and depressed and anxious people together. Because a lot of the time we think, oh, depressed people, you can easily see that they're depressed because they'll be just like sitting there in a corner and crying all day. When it really doesn't work like that. The people that we see as really quiet and people that don't really interact, it doesn't have to mean that they're introverted and it doesn't have to mean that there's nothing going on in their lives. School is much more than education, I've always believed that. I really think that schools lack in supporting people that really do need help when they look like they're doing okay. There is a really famous case that happened last year where a student called Natasha Abrahart, who is a physics undergraduate student in Bristol University, she took her own life because she was suffering from depression and anxiety when it came to presenting in front of her class. So any sort of presentation that she had, she would feel really anxious, she would have panic attacks and she also went to the GP to get it treated and all they gave was antidepressants. She, I think, talked to her uni about this as well but they weren't helpful. They didn't see it as a serious thing, they just thought that, okay, she's just feeling nervous that she needs to present, that's it. One day before one of her presentations, she took her own life. I think that's really, really heartbreaking to hear that somebody who is genuinely suffering from a mental health issue was deemed as someone that's just too scared to present because they have some sort of phobia. It wasn't just a phobia, it was an actual mental health problem. This really doesn't link that much to this episode, but in terms of people disliking introverts or people that tend to be on the quieter side. Introverts can get out of it because they know that this is what makes them them and they'll come forward and they'll come through it. They will struggle initially but they will tell themselves to be brave and get through it. Somebody that's depressed and anxious going through a ton lot of mental health issues or really struggling with their life and they're just seen as an introvert and kind of pushed to aside it's really dangerous because people like Natasha end up taking their own lives because nobody is there to listen to them. Nobody is there to understand what they're going through. And really, I think that the education system really needs to change in terms of not focusing so much on education, but focusing more on telling students that you can really just talk to teachers or to counselling at the school if you're having problems. Or helping students develop their character more, to understand themselves more. Because anybody really can get high grades if they really practice. But in terms of making somebody them, and helping a child especially understand who they really are, that's the important part. And that's what schools really lack. And because of this whole extroverted take on society, it's really become worse for students that not only are quiet, but they also don't really like to express themselves as much as extroverted students do. It really takes a toll on their mental health and their well-being. If we talk about the workplace, before and also in many introverted countries right now, people used to have their own cubicles. If you remember any early 2000 movies, you would always see that people have their own little cubicles and they have their own little space to kind of think things through and to complete their work. Now, those cubicles have been removed, and you can just see rows of computers now. Kind of like in school, where you had rows of computers and you can see everybody. My mum said that she has always had a problem with this, because back in India, she was very used to, of course, having her own little cubicle and stuff. Because India, I think, overall, is an introverted country. Or maybe it's kind of half and half. But people do kind of respect introverts more in India compared to here. And she said that, yeah, she had her own little cubicle and she felt so good because, again, she's a hardcore introvert. She likes that. She has her own little space to do her work. Perfect. When she started working here, so very recently, in her accounting job, she said that she was like, what? There's just kind of rows of computers and you can literally see everybody Sometimes she's like when she's doing her work and she looks up and she just sees people just looking at her because they've finished their work or they're kind of like killing time and she finds that really uncomfortable. Also if people next to her are talking about something really loudly she can now hear it because she doesn't have a cubicle to block it off so it's distracting in that sense. So really the workplace you can also see how extroverted the workplace has become because they're like encouraging you to have conversation and to connect with people more in that sense. In business meetings, people that are more competitive are basically extroverted, know how to put their point across, are the ones that will be listened to, whose points will be heard and will be incorporated into a business strategy or whatever, compared to an introvert that's trying to portray or trying to present their opinion but isn't able to because all the extroverts are very quick at doing the talking. You can see this extroverted take in interviews or in application processes. I find it really offensive and rude, really annoying as well, that so many job profiles include this one sentence saying, we expect you to be bubbly or we expect you to be a really engaging person and really fun to be around, etc. Why is your personality affecting the quality of your work? I understand if you're in admin and of course you can't be somebody that kind of stays in their own zone because you have to interact with people. That is the whole point of admin work. But loads of job profiles where you're not being an admin, they expect you to be bubbly and I think that's really offensive. What are introverts supposed to do? Jump off a cliff? Like what do you mean you have to be bubbly for a job that doesn't really require much interaction? Why do you need to be a loud, kind of extroverted person? In terms of interviews, of course, people like to interview those that are really good at talking, are really good at presenting themselves, are really good at basically selling themselves. They really like people that are really out there compared to people that don't really like to be so energised and yeah it's really difficult for introverts in that sense as well so not only is the workplace really extroverted so is the application process and the interview process as well. In terms of partner preference as I mentioned before just to remind you all I'm a heterosexual I forgot to say that initially but I've always preferred guys that are more on the quiet side that don't have that many friends That like to kind of stay in their own little zone. And so many of my friends, basically nearly all of them, have said that why would he like a guy like that? You know, I like a guy that kind of takes the lead, is very quick to show interest, kind of that cringy quote, knows how to sweep a girl off her feet, etc. So whenever I try to bring in the fact that I like shy guys, I like guys that are quiet, they just don't get it. They're like, no, he'll take too long to express his feelings he'll be boring he'll be awkward we don't want a guy that is taking so long to understand everything and of course there is a limit to how much you can wait but I don't care about what other people say I've always liked guys that are introverts so that is something I'll always look out for and something that I'll go for. But it does make me feel sad that just because somebody is introverted or somebody is taking more time in a relationship or isn't as romantic from the outside compared to perhaps extroverts, then they aren't quality partners. That's what people are trying to say. It really makes me feel sad how even in media... For example in movies, it's always showed that the guy always takes the lead and the guy is really quick to flirt with a girl and portray his feelings for her, etc. And of course many people do end up liking people like that. But I've always been somebody that isn't interested in extroverted guys, or guys that are really loud, that have too many friends, so again We need to really break the stereotype that people that are on the quieter side won't be fun and they won't make a relationship feel special. Lastly, society has always judged introverts for who they are. Again, this is personal experience, but I've been treated really badly in the past just because people were really quick to identify that I am or I was an introvert and they saw that as an opportunity to use me, to kind of push me over, to hurt me because they knew that oh, Magrita is not even strong and we are able to do anything to her. She won't say anything because she's not a fighter. She is an introvert so chances of her lashing out and protecting herself, absolutely zero. Same thing has happened to my sister, same thing has happened to my mum, same thing has happened to any introverted friends I have. It's something that introverts unfortunately have experienced. Most people think that we are weak, that we are scared, that we don't know how to talk, we don't know how to live life, we're not social beings, etc. I have literally seen people's face kind of fall when they realise I'm taking a little bit more time than, for instance, their extroverted friends. I'm taking a little bit more time to talk or to kind of respond to them. And I literally see their face fall like, what the hell? Why is this girl not speaking? Was she scared about? Oh, she's so weird. I can literally see that on their faces. I mean, till date, I see people kind of literally just give that bored look like, oh, why is she it taking so long? People that really respect me, of course, won't do that. But in terms of that initial interaction, especially with extroverts, I see how bored they get as soon as they realise that, like, oh shit, she's probably an introvert. A major thing I want to point out that is really important that people need to understand, there is a major difference between shyness and introversion. Shyness is something that even extroverts can feel. Being shy is not the same as being an introvert. Being shy is a fear of social judgment, whereas introversion is just how you react to stimulation. Introverts react less to stimulation, and shy people are just scared of being judged. Two different things. Yet people always think that introverts are shy, and shy people are introverts crazy just use a dictionary and find out but of course no people just assume that quiet people are shy people that are not confident that are weak etc again this is not a way for me to have a go at extroverts there are so many extroverts that respect the fact that i have this introvert in me as well as the extrovert and there are many introverts that respect the fact that i have both traits So this is really not a way for me to have a go at extroverts because, again, like I said, you cannot choose to be an extrovert or an introvert. You are what you are. And if extroverts have been praised so much for how energised and how social they are, then introverts also need to be praised at the fact that, despite the fact people want you to be more social, you still respect the fact that you're an introvert and you're proud of that. You're proud of the fact that you don't want to socialise all the time, that you value me time and quiet kind of environment compared to highly social environments. That even though society basically still looks down on you, you've still kept to yourself because there is no one in this world like you. So if you're an extrovert or an ambivert that doesn't really understand introverts, If you're an ambivert, you probably will understand introverts because you have both traits. But if you're an extrovert that really doesn't understand introverts and doesn't understand how you can be that quiet, not shy, and more reserved, then I really do understand it. It's really difficult to understand personalities that are not of yours. But you need to just now respect the fact that there are people out there, tons of people out there, that don't want to socialise all the time or really don't want to socialise at all a lot of the time. You just need to respect that. If introverts respect the fact that extroverts are really social beings and love to interact with others a lot, then extroverts need to now respect the fact that introverts don't like to interact with people that much, don't have the same sort of social life that you have. Their social lives are very very different and you need to now accept that. If you're an introvert listening who really, really feels so suffocated in this world, has become so extroverted, that has become so loud, that keeps telling you to stop being shy, to speak up, to make more friends, to stop blending in the backgrounds, to come out and come out of your comfort zone. Please just block it all out. And please don't feel the urge to make yourself more extroverted because no matter how much you try, you'll come back to your introvert in you you come back to the introverted side. Because you are an introvert, you can't change that and you shouldn't feel compelled to change that. So please block out the criticism and create that space, get distant from people that are not ready to respect who you are as a person and just feel proud of who you are. Feel proud of the inner introvert in you. Take pride of your quieter ways. Be grateful of the small but very powerful friendships you have in your life. Be proud of the fact that instead of going to that party, you want to stay home and connect with your family or connect with your friends. Be happy that you value intimacy over quantity, that you look out for quality interactions instead of large and many interactions. And tell yourself, no matter how loud this world gets, your quietness will always be louder. It will always be stronger because regardless of what others say and think about you, you will always, always be yourself. Thank you for listening. I hope you've gained a little more insight to what it's like to be mindful of everything. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button on your favourite podcast app to be up to date with episode releases and go over to my website mindfulofeverything.home.blog to get more information. This is Agrita with the Mindful of Everything podcast and I shall see you next time.